2020 began, nobody could have predicted what was about to happen. But here we are. Here we are in living rooms and in kitchens and patios and on hillsides and highways, all over Virginia, all over the United States and even the world. Here we are reaching more people than ever before, living out our purposes to know God and to discover purpose and to get real and to make a difference and to be the change. We're seeing old relationships deepen and new ones begin through online groups that pray and support and study and even sing together. We're seeing people engage and give and share like never before. We're helping people like never before. And we're seeing people connect with our church who have never gone to church before. We pushed hard to make online church an engaging, meaningful experience for families to connect with God and with each other. Nobody could have predicted a pandemic, but the power of God cannot be confined. So here we are. Your church is thriving, and we're still focused on the mission that God gave us 18 years ago to reach people who don't go to church so that we can all experience the fullest lives possible through Jesus Christ. So whether you're with us online today or in one of our physical locations, here we are together. Get ready to experience the presence of God. Get ready to worship like never before. Get ready because no matter what is going on in the world around us, we trust in the one who knew all along where we'd be right now. So come with us and let's turn our attention to him right now. Welcome to church.
fresh fire Hey, everybody, I am Elijah, and I'm glad to see you all today. Welcome to church. Thank you, band. Thank you, band, for leading us in a new song. Uh, they, they, that song was called Fresh Fire, and it's a nod to the series that we're starting today right here, right now, called Fire in My Bones. It comes from something the prophet Jeremiah says in the Old Testament. His word is in my heart like a fire a fire shut up in my bones. And you'll hear a little more about that series later on in our service. But it's a good day to be in church, and we hope you'll make it a point to come back every week in this series. And if you're new here, take a moment to fill out a digital welcome card online. You can do that through our app or online on our website, pccwire.net. Everything you need to know can be found on the website. And if you have questions or prayer requests, you can let us know in the chat right now or speak to Tom, your campus pastor. You see, PCC, if you didn't know, is one church in multiple locations and a vibrant online community. And we're doing everything we can to help people to know God, to get real, to discover purpose, to make a difference, and to be the change. So when we get together for church, whether it's in person in the room like you are now or online like you are now, our intention is to know God. We pray, we encourage one another, we learn from the Bible, and of course, something near to my heart, we sing. So music helps us to focus our attention on God and interact with him in praise. So stand up, let's stand up, let's get started, let's continue to celebrate it is time for church.
promise. We worship and we thank him. And Caitlin's going to lead us to celebrate his goodness. Sing with us. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days, I've been held in your hands. From the Oh my 
so good to us. He makes a way for us. He's here right now. We lean into his presence and trust that he is working in us right now. He's here. Touching every heart 
we see it happen over and over and over again. We're passionate about positioning ourselves to be here and ready for people who are seeking God, who have spiritual questions or who are looking for purpose. We open the doors to our church and make ourselves available online and in person because we believe, like the song said, that God never stops working. He never stops pouring out his love on us. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. Even when we can't see it, he's working. And sometimes we're fortunate enough to catch a glimpse of what he's doing. Like just last week, we heard from a man who had just started attending church recently. Only after a few visits, he was ready to get real 
So he joined a small group. He wanted to discover his purpose, so he signed up for a growth track. And then he told his campus pastor, I'm ready to make a difference. So he joined the dream team. Because God never stops working, we never stop doing all we can to join him in that work. So to every one of you online or in the room here with me right now who is praying for your friends, who is sharing links to the services, who is inviting people to a service, who is hosting a small group, who's serving on the dream team, who's faithfully financially supporting the church, the list goes on, I want to thank you. Together, we're helping people experience who God is, the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness. That is our God. That's what he's doing all around us. And if you want to discover more about how you can be involved in what God is doing, an online growth track class starts this week, and you can sign up online right now. And if you're ready to give an offering today, you can do that safely and securely online through the website or at any of the giving boxes around the room in this room right here or out in the atrium as we leave the service today. To that end, I wanna thank you again and I want to pray with you. So would you pray with me? God, you are the way maker. You are the promise keeper. You are the light in the darkness, God. And we just wanna catch a glimpse of that, of who you are. So thank you for letting us be here today in your presence with you, God. We thank you for all you have done. And we are excited to see what you're gonna do in the future. So Lord, we give you our praise, we give you our worship, and we celebrate you because you deserve it. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name that we pray, amen. We're gonna continue to sing for just a second. So would you join us? say I will not mention his word but if I say I will not mention his word but if I say I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name or speak any more in his name his word is in my heart like a fire his word is in my heart like a fire a fire shut up in my bones I am weary of holding it in I am weary of holding it in indeed 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 I cannot I cannot. I cannot. Indeed, I cannot.
if I say I will not mention his word or speak anymore in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. There are causes, issues, people who burn inside us, who set our hearts on fire. And everybody around us knows what those problems or who those people are because we can't shut up about them. Have you ever met a brand new grandparent? Before you've gotten the O out in hello, they've got their cell phone out showing you the latest pictures of their grandbaby, who is the most beautiful baby the world has ever seen. Even more beautiful and more perfect than the baby's parents, who they previously thought were the most beautiful and perfect beings ever created. Or, have you met someone who's selling a product that's new to them? Like even when they're not trying to sell you, they're selling you. They can't help it. This product has changed their lives and they want everybody to experience that. We've all been around this person, right? It's the guy we avoid at the ball game, the woman we avoid in the grocery store. My brother-in-law is a professor, the research kind, not the teaching kind for Virginia Tech. Every conversation with him will at some point turn to cotton. That's his priority. That's his field. I have never bought cotton fertilizer. I'm never going to be in the market for cotton fertilizer, but he's still going to sell me on it. Why? Because it's a fire shut up in his bones. He can't not talk about it. That's what this new series, Fire in My Bones, is about. What is the thing that burns inside us? Not babies or products or acid reflux, but words of God that we just can't hold in any longer. We're gonna hear each of our teaching pastors answer that question. And I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say because I'm curious, but more than that, I'm grateful for the help in narrowing it down, all the words, all the teachings to just a few. Because I don't know about you, but like I thought our culture was on information overload before. But now, whew, like it's a lot. There are so many ideas and words and opinions and images and decisions, it is utterly overwhelming. Many of us want to explore our spiritual questions, but it is hard to know where to start. And somewhere along the way, somebody maybe told us to read the Bible, but let's be honest, picking up this book is intimidating, figuring out where to start, and life is overwhelming. So we need just a few cornerstones from this to hold on to, to wrap our heads around, to help us find our bearings. This series will help us do that. Whether today is your first time at church or if you've been following Jesus for years. So, clearly I'm up first, and the thing that burns inside me is the importance of showing up. It's something I learned from Jesus himself because he showed up in our world. And we all know this is a big deal. We celebrate it every year in a religious festival you may have heard of called Christmas. Now we go all out to celebrate that because God's coming to earth changed everything. It is a pivotal moment in history. It's an event that changed reality then that has the potential to change our realities now and our eternities forever. See, Jesus showing up here 
isn't just about a baby and a manger thousands of years ago. It's an example for how we can live in our world right now. Now, of course, we're not Jesus. Our showing up in the world will not come with an angelic choir or shining light. It won't be celebrated with gifts and cookies and decorated trees. Our showing up in people's worlds looks more like sitting in silence than singing Silent Night. Instead of a following a bright star in the sky, we show up in the darkest moments of people's lives. We show up in private struggles where there's grief instead of gifts, cries instead of cookies, depression instead of decorations. Now, we can't change people's eternities by showing up. We can give them a glimpse of the God who can. We can't change their realities but we can remind them that they don't have to go through them alone, not now, not ever. Showing up to other people is the fire in my bones that I can't hold in. But of course, not everyone feels that way. It's okay, it's expected, and we can't agree on anything right now, can we? See, on one hand, we discredit showing up when we make fun of teachers who give credit to students just for showing up. We laugh about kids from the 80s and 90s, like me, who got trophies just for showing up and participating. On the other hand, we also advocate showing up. Woody Allen notably said 80% of success is showing up. The world-famous theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking said half the battle is just showing up. These men from different generations and fields agree that showing up is important. We can discuss whether it's more of a 50 or 80% impact, or maybe it's even more than that. Professor and speaker Brene Brown says sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do is just show up. I tend to agree with her, not because she said it, but because Jesus lived it. See, Jesus modeled for us that showing up is courageous. Jesus did an incredibly brave thing that was most important for all of humanity when he showed up in our world. John 1.14 says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. What's that mean? The word, that's just another name for Jesus. And he became flesh like us. I mean, flesh, it breaks and bruises, it's fragile. Jesus, having all the strength and power of God, chose to make himself fragile, susceptible to bodily harm and pain. He chose to live among us. If you haven't noticed, we're not always so good to each other down here on earth. Jesus subjected himself to all the pain that comes with a human body and human community. Elsewhere in the Bible, it's described that Jesus made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Jesus voluntarily gave up his position in heaven to come here as a human. Now make no mistake about it, his coming here wasn't all Christmas carols and candlelight. It was costly. He was humiliated, rejected, misunderstood, he went to places where he wasn't welcome, to people he wasn't like. 
He became nothing and was executed like a nobody. To a much lesser degree, this reminds me of Russell Crowe, Robin Hood, the gladiator, a boxer, an outlaw, a captain, a mathematical genius with schizophrenia. He has had the guts to take on the British monarchy, the Roman Empire, the Wild West, an angry ocean, the demons in his own head. But his most courageous moment of all might not have been standing up to Commodus in the Colosseum. It may have been stepping onto the Oscar stage in 2013 with the cast of Les Mis. See, that movie had been acclaimed, but Crow's singing in it was annihilated for months leading up to that award show. And yet he found the courage to show up and to sing on the stage in front of his critics. He was humiliated, rejected. He went where he wasn't welcome because showing up is courageous. Now, thank goodness we don't all have to show our courage by singing on stage, because I would absolutely fail that test. I'm never singing up here. But showing up demands courage from us. It takes guts to give up our time, our comfort, our pride. See, often when someone we care about is struggling, we stay away. We're uncomfortable. We don't like hospitals or nursing homes, or funeral homes. We do like fixing things. When we're faced with something that can't be fixed, or explained, or understood, we don't know what to do. Unfortunately, a whole lot of our lives falls into those categories. We can't fix cancer. We can't explain why some people easily have healthy babies, and others don't. We can't understand why accidents and disasters happen. Nobody here is going to fix our economy or politics or explain this disease, why it's devastating for some and not for others. We can't really understand what it's like to have a different color skin than the one we're born with. And whether someone is struggling with an intimate private one or a big public one, we don't show up. We know we can't fix it. We're mortified that we might say the wrong thing so we stay away. But Jesus showed us another way. He showed us that the, he tackled the biggest problem our world has ever seen, the separation of God and man, by showing up in the most intimate, private way, childbirth. He shows us that we tackle the big problems in our world with our friends and our families, that we do that by finding the courage to show up in close, personal ways. But before we get to what that actually looks like, let's be honest. Even if we have courage, we can't show up for all the problems and all the people all the time. We can't sit with the woman who's fighting cancer and the man who's been laid off and the teenager who's depressed and the kid who's angry. We can't tackle all the problems facing our world. COVID and quarantine, Valuing all races and good in law enforcement and education and the environment, it's impossible, no matter how courageous you are. And that's true. That's why another principle that we learn from Jesus is that showing up is conditional. What I mean by that is that under some circumstances, in some conditions, we need to show up or not. 
we have to determine what those conditions are. Even Jesus, when he came to earth as a human, couldn't be everywhere with everyone every moment. Yes, he showed up for all of humanity when he came to earth as a human, but he decided to enter our world at a certain place, Israel, at a certain time to a certain people, the Jews. Why didn't he show up in Russia or India or Brazil or America? I don't know. Why didn't he show up earlier or later or to a different race? We could debate all of those questions, but at the end of the day, Jesus made choices about when, where, and to whom to show up, and we have to too. So let's look a little closer at some of Jesus' choices about his conditions to see what we can learn from them. Now first, as I said, Jesus shows up for all mankind because nothing matters to Jesus more than people. I mean, he was with God when the whole world was created, but amongst the planets and the Pacific, amongst penguins and palm trees, we're his priority. People. People matter to Jesus. That's why he showed up. And of course, we're not him. I'm not quite sure it's fair to say any of us shows up for all of mankind. But we do have a responsibility to conduct ourselves in front of all people in a way that reflects Jesus to everybody that we're around. And now while Jesus came for all people, he was clear about whom he really showed up for. Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus didn't show up for the righteous people, the healthy ones. He showed up for the sinners and the sick. We don't use the language sinners much. We all know what it means to be sick. But the point is that Jesus intentionally decided to invest his energy and his efforts with the people who needed him most. This is a condition we should set for ourselves too. I mean, yes, we're all sinners. We all get sick. But let's admit, it's easier to be with people who are doing well, who've got some things figured out. Showing up for people who are sick and struggling, it takes effort more time, energy, patience, heart, and I confess, I've gotten this wrong a lot. For every time I could tell you I've gotten it right, I could name at least two times I've gotten it wrong. But the few times I have gotten it right, God has placed me with people in hard, heartbreaking moments that have formed me into a better person. For a long time now, I, a woman I dearly love, has struggled with mental illness. When she gets hospitalized, she often reaches out to me, and if she does, I show up. It's rarely convenient with limited visiting hours. At times, I confess it's been uncomfortable interacting with some of the other patients. There's absolutely nothing I can do to fix the imbalance in her brain or the damage it causes in her life. But I can show up. And I can remind her that Jesus loves her and he shows up for people just like her. There's another woman I've loved for years who has struggled with addiction. Once she was in the hospital and there were complications because of her past, 
I stayed by her bed all night long because she asked me to. I held her hand when she was in pain. I reminded her that she was strong and brave. In the morning, I went for some coffee, some fresh air. Some nurses stopped me in the hallway and said, you're being so good to her. It was a compliment for me, but I'm a Southern girl. I recognize a bless her heart comment when I hear one. And it made me angry. See, we don't just show up for people who are sick but righteous. We show up for people who are sick and sinners too. Because Jesus showed up for people just like her. And at times, he narrowed his conditions even more. While he showed up for the sick, he showed up most often to his closest followers, his disciples. Jesus hand-selected, personally invited a dozen men to follow him. They traveled, they ate, they did life together. We also get to hand select, personally invite a small group of people to do life with us. Now granted, we don't ask them to follow us like Jesus did, that would be kinda weird. But we do identify the people that we're gonna get real with. And we show up for those people. I have a few circles of disciples in my life, one of them is my small group. Recently, a couple in my small group thanked me for always showing up with soup when there's sickness or a minivan when childcare is needed, with prayers, hugs, tears when there's death and crisis. Now, would I love to do that for everybody? Yes, I really would. But can I? No. These people, they're in my small group. We are disciples, followers of Jesus. Together, I can show up for them. Another of these smaller circles of disciples are the people I work most closely with. Recently, I was visiting a couple of them in the emergency room again. The husband teared up. When I walked in, he said, you always show up. Now granted, he was probably emotional that time because I showed up with Chick-fil-A. I don't always show up with waffle fries and the good ice. But with people in that circle, when there's a kid in the hospital, there's a problem with a pregnancy, when there's a disagreement over a divisive topic, I try to show up. Now again, would I love to do that for all of my coworkers? Yes. Can I? No. But these folks were disciples, doing the work of Jesus together day in and day out. I can show up for them. Find your group of fellow disciples that you can get real with in small group, that you can make a difference with on the dream team, and then don't just show up for a weekly meeting or a weekly job with them. Show up in each other's lives. And show up for one more group. See, Jesus had a dozen disciples, but within that group, he had his closest three. The Bible tells us that one time, Jesus took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Jesus took just three of the disciples with him for this deeply personal experience when he would be exposed for who he really was. The three got to see who Jesus was in a way the other disciples didn't. If Jesus showed up, 
as he really was to just three of his closest friends, then we need to be able to do that too. Even within our small groups and teams, there are probably just a few people with whom you can share who you truly are. Now it takes time and a lot of trust to identify those people. Jesus had vested a lot with his disciples before he pulled these three aside and showed up as his true self. When we've invested the time and built the trust, then we can show up and show our most, most vulnerable selves to just a few people. Earlier this week, I was one of three women who went for a walk. On the surface, it looked like three coworkers exercising. If you'd ask us, we probably would have initially said that two of us were showing up for the third. In reality, we showed up for each other. We walked and talked and were vulnerable and real for over an hour. But what nobody could have seen as we walked by was the years of conversations, of celebrations, of heartaches, of investing in each other's lives and families that got us there. That time and work is required, but it's so worth it when you can show up as your true self, sick and healthy, sinful and righteous to others. You can't do that with every person on the planet, not even every person you like. You have to make choices like Jesus did because showing up is conditional. But the reason we define the conditions, the reason we find the courage is because showing up shows Jesus. It is amazing and humbling and life-changing and eternity-altering that Jesus showed up on earth. That was a long time ago on the other side of the planet to a different group of people. And right now, in 2020, in Powhatan and Midlothian, Amelia and Aylet, Buckingham, Fluvanna, Farmville, Nottoway, there are all sorts of people who need to see Jesus. Jesus isn't showing up to them as a baby in a manger or a preacher or a healer. He's showing up to them through you. When you show up in someone's broken, messy, painful life, like Jesus showed up, and our broken, messy, painful world, you give them a glimpse of Jesus himself. You show them all the things that Jesus has shown you, that they are never alone, that they are loved, that they are worth showing up for. Not even though they're sick and screwed up, but precisely because they're sick and screwed up. 2020 has been a heck of a year so far. And it's easy to sit back and say, we need more Jesus in this world, to wish Jesus would show up in some big, miraculous way. But what 2020 really needs is us, is you and me to do the hard work, to find the courage, to define the conditions, and then to actually show up and show the world a glimpse of Jesus. This as a fire in my bones that I can't keep in because when I look at you, when I think of the people at all of our campuses, the people on the beach and at the lake who are joining us behind computer and phone screens, I think about how every single one of you was worth it for Jesus to show up. You were worth it for the Son of God to leave heaven and come here. 
He knows how hard life is here because he came here and was hurt and rejected, humiliated. He knew how painful it was gonna be and he still chose to show up because you're that valuable. You're that important. And so is everybody around you. Of course, you and I aren't Jesus. But we can follow his example. We can show up in this broken world for the sick and the sinners, for the people who let us get real and expose who we really are. We can, we have to show up for them. There are people God wants to show up for and he's counting on showing up through you. The most famous verse in the Bible tells us that Jesus showed up because God so loved the world. Showing up shows a Jesus who loves the world. When you enter someone's craziness, when they can't keep up, you don't have to have the answers. You won't have the answers, but you can show up and show them what love looks like. As we move into our last song, I hope you'll begin to consider who God wants to show up for through you. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged by seeing how people around us have shown up for each other in just the right ways at just the right times. And I used to think I wanted to be famous That I'd be recognized out in the crowd But the funny thing is every time I've gotten what I want it lets me down Now just wanna look more like them. I just wanna look more like them. This whole world is spinning crazy. And I just can't keep up. It's the one thing.
Somebody out there is struggling. And what they want, they might not even know it, they certainly don't know how to ask for it, is for somebody to show up. I believe God wants to show up for that person. I believe he wants to use us to do it. So this week, I, I hope that you will pray for God to show you when and where and to whom to show up. I hope he'll give you eyes to see and ears to hear those great opportunities that he's going to put before you. Do the hard work. Find the courage. Define the conditions and then show people a glimpse of Jesus. That's what our world really needs. Thank you for being here today. I hope you'll come back next week as we continue the Fire in My Bones series. Take care.